One, two, three, go. Space cold, oh. coast cold. So we screwed it up. We promised we would, and we screwed it up. We, we did. didn't do it. We, we thought we were not going to film an episode, and then we didn't record an episode or film one. <laughs> so we're doing it now. Um, we're doing we're it. stealing time from our rehearsal. We're seated now on some kind of Eastern monument. We're when I say Eastern, I mean Soviet. Yeah, Eastern German uh, brutalist monument that now does not have any water in it but it has us in it and we spent the last i don't know 15 20 minutes who knows 30 minutes mm -hmm. sitting That's at it fine. at odd angles mm -hmm. while we were while slowly filmed, filmed and he's sitting very close to us and he knows he knows that we're it's, it's kind of a hard time meta situation yeah it was interesting at some point, my, my brain really went somewhere entirely different. Like, I just sort of, like, slowly, like, flopped out of my head. Well, we also all had our heads, like, intensely pressed into this metal orb. So that does something different to your thoughts anyway. Mm. We, have a, we have a situation uh. on our hands. So, yeah, pieces for the Öffentlichen Raum, for the public space, are interesting because it's really public. Yeah. We're really moving... But is we're moving dance anywhere into the new place. Last week, last week I saw a piece that was really fun because it was, it was from the Schauspielhaus and we it was, you had to kind of like walk around in different places in the city and you saw like at the very beginning there was a little bit of like a, like a dance lecture about watching you, watching someone else, what the like view was, um, and then you had to go somewhere else and you watched onto a little phone and then I don't know there was an interest it was like a guided tour throughout the city and it really reminded you to think about. Like, uh, it was like creative vision, like looking at your life, being like, you know, I'm a teapot and everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It felt really good. It did get a little bit repetitive, but like, I don't know. Did somebody come at the end and tip you over and pour you out? No, but they did put headphones on you and demand that you sing along loudly for the city. And it was awesome because Kate Bush is running up that hill played and I... Like at that moment, I just lost all shame. You committed as I an just, audience. There was just member. nothing. I was just like, yeah, no, this is what I've been. Because I think I really wanted to dance with them most of the time. Mm -hmm. It was like, I had the kind of like my turn itch, you know, which is embarrassing. But then when somebody hands you the mic and you're like, they're like, do this thing you love to do. You're like rolling up the. No, no, how did she start? She rolls. Kate Bush is <laughs> she rolling doesn't... up the hill, <laughs> defying gravity. <laughs> Uh, I think maybe she ran up it at one point yeah. also, but... No, we didn't do it. We didn't do it because we were ill-prepared, but I think that this was going to roll off the rails at some point. Mm -hmm. um, I had a wonderful talk with Amy. Do you know Amy from, from Tanznets? Yes. Yes. She, I went to take a floor class with Melvina yeah. on Tuesday, which was, that was its own escapade. That was really, like, Franchi and I were just like... In a league of, in a just like we we're just like mm. at some point, Mavina was like, "You guys can go last." <laughs> we were like, "Okay." <laughs> we, we, it was fun. We, um, my knees are scraped, scraped just because I just have no. I just just hard. It's just hard edges on my body. Anyway, mm -hmm. so she said, "Like, yeah, I listened to your podcast. I liked it." Mm -hmm. And then I think I thought, like, "Oh, we really have to have a theme every week. We have to like." Mm -hmm. It can also just be nonsense. We just let's commit. Well, let's commit here now to just doing it every week. Let's, we're committing. We're making this promise between you, our, our followers, and um, it's a marriage of sorts. But let's talk about the let's talk about the public space yeah. and the open space and our experiences with it and it, inside of it right now. It's a piece like I think the the piece we're working on now is about 
I think it started out being a piece about homelessness and mm-hmm. it's turned into something else. Yes. But like the idea of like living in the public space or what people think about uh, is called the asphalt worlds. Mm-hmm. And um, working at it, it's interesting because you feel like you're kind of, I feel like definitely part as like a creator mm-hmm. as well as a dancer. Um, but it's guided and run by Gopasa Company and Cindy Hammer and Susan Schubert. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it, start, yeah, it started out one way, and in practice and in implication, implementation, it seems really different. Yeah, and I think, well, just in general, the idea of everything in the public space is a performance somehow, like or the social codes that we perform on a daily basis, and I think that's kind of an interesting thing, like when we kind of go in and out of perform like performative mode and non-performative mode and we're just doing like pedestrian moves and then something like that falls slightly outside of the the norm and becomes all of a sudden like a performance in the public space Mm. and I think that's like maybe this idea of like people that normally occupy that role are either a little bit crazy or homeless or wasted or you know it's not and like even these terms like crazy or wasted there are words that we use to, to define something else that is outside of us yeah. and that is something that exists in a place that is uh unrecognizable or untenable yeah it's a it's it calls attention to like how strict the public codes actually are and how ingrained they are in us and how like you feel this departure like as soon as you start to do something different you're like oh no we're going somewhere else and i also feel like we have this kind of blanket around us because we can always in the end be like oh we're artists Mm -hmm. yeah no we're dressed all in blue this is a performance it's curated but it makes you think about like you know well yeah I mean, I mean, I don't think actually a lot of people know that we're artists. I think especially if, when we're just rehearsing out here, I think most people are, maybe some people, if we do something dancey-dancey, you yeah. know, if we throw a turn in there, a little leap or a little leg, then I guess it's like, oh, that's dance. But if you do something kind of in between, if you kind of, yeah, if you lay down on a bench or you plank on a bench or you're upside down on a bench or you interact with something in kind of like one degree off from what's normal... Um, it's that kind of uncanny valley of like operating in the public space that's even more bizarre and that's kind of where you feel where most discomfort yeah I, I know I really have a lot of fear like an incredible lot of like I, I'm already afraid to walk around in public spaces anyway yeah like I'm always kind of like are we in a bicycle person's way are people going to hate me for not looking out for their dog is this wrong is this terribly wrong and then so like just now we climbed kind of to a, a bit of a height in this mm-hmm. it's a fountain that used to be it used to be it's a sculpture kind of like brutalist sculpture thing the fountain is turned off so you can kind of like climb around on it it looks like a kind of tri wizard shell it looks like a soviet monument like yeah. i don't know what it is but it's like no iconography it looks like they're these like three giant claws of power that are around this like orb so we, on a we climbed up and we sat in the three giant claws of power and pressed yeah. our heads against the orb <laughs> and dangled our legs and it really it really felt like I, the entire time i worried about the police coming and yelling at us but that's, that's also because, yeah, maybe that's because go you say it say <laughs> it say, say it. it say it because i'm because i have i have problems no no i mean no, it's, I, don't say, I think that's not no, what i was gonna say at all oh no 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 that's really not what i was gonna say <laughs> okay no i think no, I, I think i turn i internalize it as anxiety but it's actually uh this anxiety comes from being a foreigner in a country and like to like name that i think feels a little bit like uh 
I mean, it, absolutely. I think that's why I don't yeah. feel anxiety because I'm, you know, I'm a woman. I have like, you know, I'm blonde hair. People think I'm German unless I'm speaking English, you know. So I, I fit in. I don't really feel afraid of the police. But I think you've had a lot of pretty terrible experiences here. Yeah. This is absolutely true. Everyday life and interacting with the public space is a really normal pedestrian, right? Mm. Like it's, I mean, yeah, I can, I can, I can, it ties into like length of beard at the time. Yeah. Often, yeah. Um, but there's also this like, I, I like kind of training myself against this and knowing that like this. I think what I like about this project is it helps me uh, realize that the space is made for me too. Like I can actually, I can do the things that I want to do in the space and dance and sing and be ridiculous or be outside of it and nothing terrible is going to happen to me or nothing has happened yet or that not necessarily nothing terrible is going to happen to me but that to like it makes me feel powerful to kind of like reclaim a bit of public area for something that I have planned yeah to like reclaim the space it's kind of very important hold that public space public space is going fast we got to fight for it mm. I think especially in America, it's all, I mean, public spaces are few and far between, or they're like big public parks, but right. lots of things are privatized, right? Or like, I don't know. It was interesting during Corona to, I mean, because like, especially in Germany, like we never were in a full lockdown and to watch how like public spaces were used and like this different social codes like that belong to them, like in Berlin, it's really like ping pong tables. There are ping pong tables everywhere. And there's like a really intense ping pong culture. Skate, skate parks, which are also everywhere. And then I guess just like normal parks where you go and like have little mini raves with your friends. But the skate parks and the ping pong tables are like, were really interesting to watch. Like, especially like the ping pong, cause you have just, it's kind of like intergenerational, multicultural, like, kids playing with mm. these you know big romanian grandpas <laughs> who then like go on the side and give each other massages and like <laughs> these like turkish teenage girls who like are wearing like tight jeans and like black leather coats but then are like badass ping pong players and then you know everything and then a few like hipsters a few yeah foreigners like a little everything just kind of enough this big mishmash of this is what we can do right now. We can we can occup- we can meet in the public space and play table tennis, play ping pong. Yeah, and like how like codes like kind of I don't know these like all these unspoken rules form. I guess it's also maybe what we're playing with in this piece is kind of we're like uh, we're using a score right. We have a lot of rules mm. and maybe. From the outside, you don't understand the rules, but you see there are these changes and these big codes we're playing with. Speaking of Go Plastic, they have arrived with the golden regalia. So, golden time. see you later. Love is a baked sweet potato. Um, okay, so the last time we talked, I guess Susan and Cindy were walking up really close to it. They were like, we were sitting in the monument still, and they were coming up with our like last round of costumes. So plastic, and they stole us away from our talk about the public space and the öffentliche home. And to follow it up, we thought we'd invite our friend uh, Lucy Freinhagen on to talk about it. Lucy Freinhagen is a. Lucy is a world-renowned 
curator and art. She's a she's the the, the, she's the, art the peak of the of, wave of Dresden, founder of the term obstitution. Um, she owns a um, what she owns. She runs a. She owns, whatever. Owns and runs. Owns, runs. We'll talk about it later. It is her own flesh and blood. Large, um, like, contemporary art space in Dresden called... The C. Rockefeller Center for the Contemporary Arts. Links in bio. (laughs) (laughs) Check her out. She's she's a Leuchtturm. She's a lighthouse. Um, Yeah, and we had a really awesome time filming with Cindy and Susan, and then I danced late into the night. My favorite was this, like, one of the walls... There was this like kind of beautiful wall that I'd never noticed in the city that we kind of took turns dancing next mm-hmm. to in a like, very simple way. Oh, that's also like the witch moment. The witch moment was absurd. We were just we were dressed all in white and like in front of a government building. Like I had this knee-length white dress on with like flowy pants. Mm-hmm. We were all barefoot, and we were like fingertip to fingertip. And the first time we were trying to do it, like. We were circling and it just felt funny, so we just kept laughing. But the second time, we got really into our like full Suspiria selves and we're like really committing. There was like the three of us were like, there's a lot of like chest movement and like breathing and looking to the sky and looking down, you know what I mean, with like the elbow one. Um, yeah, then we danced on the walls and then I lost my goddamn keys. Mm-hmm. That was. It was awful. The necessary sacrifice to We'd, the art gods. Uh, at like working all day. Now that like working is also a loose term for it, but like <laughs> at like twelve thirty to have like you know like been filming all day and then like not eating dinner mm-hmm. and everyone's like congratulations guys go home we did it we filmed it all in one night and then like, I was I like lost my keys which was like a necessary excitement to finish off the whole spoomba it was super embarrassing and I had to go home and wake up my boyfriend at one o'clock in the morning I've also for context I lost my keys last week too so like. <laughs> And I've, yeah, for context, no, no shame. I lose, I've lost so many sets of keys and phones and wallets and everything. So <laughs> <laughs> no judgment on this side. Um, so cool. Yeah, I hope you enjoy our talk with Lucy. And yeah, hold your space down. Hold it. We're in the Rockefeller Center. We actually are in the Rockefeller Center. The C. Rockefeller Center for the Contemporary Arts Dresden with Lucy Freinhagen. Is that the official name? The, yeah, isn't it? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. No, because for a long time I was writing, um, or like, some, I remember writing something that said store gallery for like, like, like a month or two, and um, Constanza was like, no, no, it's store contemporary. So like now I'm really, and also I wasn't putting it in caps lock. So I just wanted to make sure that we got the name right. Yes, no, yeah. the name is right. But because they just called themselves store. Mm. Mm. And so the store itself mm. is implementing is the that, idea of gallery, museum, yeah. whatever, store. It's yeah, store, yeah, yeah. contemporary. Mm. Like, yeah. But what actually is, makes totally sense, because somehow you will sell art in a gallery, uh-huh. so yeah, to yeah. just call it store, mm. you know? <laughs> 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 Overjumping the intellectual part and... <laughs> Just be customers. Why did you call it the Rockefeller Center? It's the Clark Rockefeller Center. The Clark Rockefeller Center. Mr. Gerhard Schreiter was a German man oh. one day. Okay. And he went to America, to Los Angeles, to get a famous actor. Mm-hmm. Like everyone went to America getting a famous actor. And then it doesn't work out like with everyone who tries it mm-hmm. uh, and then he decided to do other things and everything doesn't work out and he just 
a little accident make him changing his name to Clark Rockefeller mm -hmm. because he was waiting in a line for a restaurant mm -hmm. and all the seats were already reserved and he said ah, I reserved for Clark Rockefeller and he immediately got a space and then he thought like mm, maybe I just stay with it and he lived there over 30 years so somehow we also made once a symposium symposia in English yeah. maybe about uh, lying and truth in without moral mm -hmm. pointing yeah. it what mm -hmm. is it then you know like and um talking about the fact that somehow you wanted to be an actor and he just changed his life mm -hmm. in acting. Somehow did it very well because he did it 30 years and no one never figured Asked. out that he really? isn't uh -huh. like yeah. Clark yeah. So somehow that's super nice. But of course he married rich. He mm -hmm. also had an art collection, by the way. Okay. And they got a kid and then they got divorced, like modern days marriages. And how if you start to work with rich people, of course, they will like, and I have the better lawyer, and you will see your kid just one day per, and all that, you know, like it's getting a real uh -huh. fight about the kid because uh -huh. it's that item, you know, like to show power. Uh -huh. And so he just was, of course, in love with his child, like every father would be, uh -huh. and just brought her back later than he had to. So he uh -huh. just, just some hours. He uh -huh. didn't kidnap her or something. He was just a father being with her daughter, seeing her very less time and just be a little bit over the time. Mm -hmm. And so then she was calling the police and this is totally not okay and unacceptable. And because of that, they figured out, hey, this guy somehow, something is not working here in the papers and la la la. And they figured out, oh, it's Mr. Gerhard Schreiter. It isn't uh, Clark Rockefeller. <laughs> and then the whole thing went very wrong because somehow in his whole history he was lived of course in different kind of flats but in one of the flats he were living someone was killed actually never found dead but mm. disappeared let's say uh -huh. and so they never found a corpse or anything but so they it was a murder how they put it and how they um, define it whatever And then they say like, ah, you once lived there, maybe he was the murderer. And in this time, I first realized if in America 10 people say you are guilty, mm -hmm. then you are guilty. Yeah, because I was just about to say, I've heard I... this story before, but it was presented as a, like a man that came from Germany that was a serial killer. Yeah, but actually, so they never found the corpse, so there was also no... Uh, Beweise, no um, evidence. evidence. No evidence. So there was nothing, but witness. The, no, no. Oh, evidence. evidence yeah. You have to believe that's you. Keine, <laughs> keine Indizien, as uh. we say in German, like nothing found, like mm -hmm. fingerprints or pictures or blood or any weapon or something. Mm -hmm. It's just the. I, it's our personal point of view. I mean, we called mm. our gallery before this was happening but whatever afterwards then they had so he is now as a murderer in prison because 10 people said uh, if you once lie you are always a liar so mm. you must be the murderer what I think what is a crazy outcome of the whole story just being somehow an artist in life let's yeah. say I mean also you have to be very good to make all the people believe over 30 years you are a member of the Rockefeller family yeah. this is also not so easy I mean I don't know how to fool people that good even marry and 
being with all the high society people and no one figure out that it's not true at all, you know? You're just from some village from West Germany, you know? Like, this is really pretty good somehow. And then just being a normal man, a normal human, loving, of course, his child, just makes all that. And then because of, like, other restrictions of America, then people say you are... Now he's in prison, you know, uh, but for something he never did somehow, so it was crazy. It's funny, I want to listen to the, as I, it was in, I listened to this serial killer podcast, and it was one of the stories involved in this, uh, in this episode, so I want to go back and listen to it, and like, hear how they talk about it, because the way that they spoke about it, it was, there was no question at all that this, this was something that happened. Yeah. Okay. They were like, this is a guy that was, uh, they told his story from this lens of him being a murderer the entire time. And I think there was something to do with like shampooing someone's hair. Like someone had said that like she didn't, she was invited to his house and then he shampooed her hair mm-hmm. or something. Like tied her down and shampooed her hair. But I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm mixing two stories there. But it's <laughs> which is entirely possible. But um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, when you were telling this, I was like, I know this story somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big thing. Of course, Americans don't want to get fooled actually yeah. with their big name so this is a no-go mm-hmm. you know so and of course he had to get his strafe yeah <laughs> yes so how long you guys have the space here 11 years now yes and so we also made an exhibition about Clark Rockefeller mm. uh, with Sarah mm-hmm. Lena Meyerhofer from Berlin because she made a diploma about him dear Clark was called it very nice also she put like examples from animals like Horses painted like zebras and la 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 la, like with all this, so fig- figuring out the whole context. And also went to the prison but didn't get the audience with him. But he went, uh, she went to the, his birthplace and also figured out his old Zeugnisse, school. His notes, his school grades. Like yeah, a, yes, yeah. And, and in Germany it's always that you have like two or three sentences if you are in low grades. They say like, and then went, yeah, he's very creative and la la. So she made a whole uh-huh. big story about that. This was clear from the beginning, you know. Like <laughs> this was really, really funny. Mm. It's a really nice work, actually. Mm. Yeah. Gonna check it out, Clark Rockefeller. Mm. Yeah, it's lying. Cute. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, in the symposium, oh. we figured out that lie because as an artist, you always say you you search for the truth or yeah. you want to make the truth visible or open it your eyes to see it or whatever but actually art is much more close to a lie mm-hmm. because the, the question is the truth is there or aren't you know so mm-hmm. if you change it you manipulate it so it's more close to being a lie mm-hmm. instead of being the truth then you know yeah. so it's, yeah. uh, well, it's about like yeah, creating other realities or whatever and you can like see that as a liar a liar or something in between or like when people feel like truth is being attacked from this kind of like leftist idea of subjectivism that like it's like this like fracture like everyone has their own truth so people think like if you talk about the the fight between like censorship or what was it like freedom of freedom of speech and censorship like who gets to say what truth is there a moral objective is there something is there something someplace we can say like okay so this information is dangerous to have in the world or maybe it's not um it's like very close to this debate kind of like if, if something is real or not or like should you show it or not or are you lying or not or is lying wrong I don't know or, like, mm. or is lying in art I don't know. 
Yes, of course it is. Yeah. Because it's a lie. I mean, yeah. there is no orange-filled room where you hear a very nice sound carpet of flutes where you start thinking about yourself. It's not there. Someone just created, you know, this is a lie. This is not there, you know, but it's actually the fun as an artist to create a truth mm -hmm. that weren't there before. So it, now it's just a question, is it just uh, extra lodging truth mm -hmm. or is it just implementing lies within truth? <laughs> so you never know yeah, how, to, yeah, the idea of how create, to creating a new truth wasn't there before is that automatically a lie or I don't know I guess yeah. it's also this like everybody like saying like post-truth all the time like we're living in a post-truth society like, which is I don't know post-truth wow yeah <laughs> you put post in front of anything and it's like automatically a good word but it yeah. means slowly no sorry if you put post it means somehow also slowly like the post is very slowly not <laughs> <laughs> Also. <laughs> so pre, no pre. Pre means is before, post means after. Super ancient. Yeah, I don't know. People talk about, I think, like Trump, like post facts, post truth. Like, it's like a post truth presidency where, like, like, you know. We are living in a world of posts. We totally are. Yeah. Where it's like, just you can, you can just fill a whole gallery room full of posts. You post, 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 post. Post modern, post ironic, post internet, post truth. Post facts. Postman. Postman. <laughs> Postpony! <laughs> I was a postpone. Postponed. Postponed. Okay, so you started the space 10 years ago, and then, like, so what is, uh, how has it changed working here since then? Like, what's, what has happened in a decade, in a decade of working in Eastern Germany? Hmm, so because we are always lived in a kind of niche, it's uh -huh. niche maybe yeah. in English. Mm -hmm. So nothing changed because the niche is an extra world that's non-existent anyway, having its own time. But what does it change? Yeah, the people are changing. I think it's super... I mean, maybe it's a generation problem. I don't know. Maybe there's also a lot of new super cool people, but I'm not a student anymore or whatever. So uh, I think many, many left the city. So of course, this, is, this changed, for instance, an opening... 10 years ago was with a lot of more of my friends that are now living in Berlin, Leipzig, Cologne, Munich, Frankfurt, wherever in the world, also Barcelona, London, and now they are not here anymore. So this, this change for me, this is really an impact that changed. But the art, actually, I think it's always super needed to, uh, for instance, I always uh, take my mother as a mirror and thinking about art. Mm. So, and if she would say something is strange or this isn't art or not get it at all, I would say this is actually the thing we want to do. You know, like, because this is the real good thing. If something is that you can't understand or you maybe even don't like because you cannot categorize it or whatever, this is something I think this is very important or this is a point where is a big potential of something can come out. And uh, Dresden doesn't really have, I mean, each city needs such a kind of space. Mm. Everyone uh, needs that these things can happen, that you allow 
or maybe people call it experimental or whatever, but I mean it really, something mm -hmm. that people actually would say no, <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. don't do it because it's stupid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it changed because in my kind of feeling, we had more spaces like that before, which things just happened mm -hmm. and, yeah, interpreting themselves by being themselves just, <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And now it's getting lost lost less yes mm -hmm. and actually Dresden is really a super example for it because Canaletto uh, our uh, how to say show horse <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dresden show horse when he were here in Dresden he wanted he got kicked out by the king because he was too innovative you know like because he painted normal people in a painting Ugh, you know this, <laughs> this is actually the point of art we would uh -huh. exhibit where yeah. everyone say I just get out it's not possible mm -hmm. and nowadays they are every cups and whatever tickets for any museum mm -hmm. you see Canaletto but even yeah, the state people view, right? yeah. Yeah. and the people never thought about it that maybe the same thing is today that if we see something where they think should this be you know this is actually the canaletto maybe you know like so they never learned it somehow mm. so that's why of course it changed because it's super exhausting to make it a free time gallery because also you want to be a good host and and but it's a lot of work all in all like <laughs> everything like mm. if you want to make it good it's a lot of work so mm. this is the only uh, but it was always exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad it still exists. When, when I first moved, I went to Dresden. I remember being super impressed with the just amount of possibilities in a way. Like coming from France and or Nice, there's not a lot of art, but like not a lot of people that want to like talk and hang out and have sort of like I don't know. I, w I felt super comfortable to do a ridiculous shows in a store because it was like. You know, I don't know, the first, time I was, the first time I met you was in this, uh, one of the shows we did there with like three people. And it was really like, it was, it, was, it was either the one where I poured, where there was like the two rooms and I poured milk onto Caroline. Yeah. I don't know if it was this one. <laughs> I don't know if that one was first or the one we did with Sarah. And the carpeted Sarah. room yeah, with Sarah. This was yeah. one very impressing me piece <laughs> because for me the feeling was like I would be in a film live set. But I thought, wow, what a great story. You just be within the film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, it was really, nice. really impressing me. It was much. fun. It was, it was just fun to, like, I still, <laughs> I still, yeah, I still have the videos from that. I was like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just like the, I think because before that, I was, I started working as a choreographer in France. And then, like, I had this idea of what kind of artist I was or wanted to be. And moving here, I was like, oh, there's an incredible amount of ways to engage with this topic or, like, to have a, an involvement with the kinds of people that I find interesting and inspiring. Um, I was going to ask you about... I would like to ask, because you both from America originally, mm -hmm. and uh, actually there is a big... I love to work with cliches, or I'm very interested into them, because how they are created or how they are just being stuck in your head and so on mm. and I mean if I would ask my son now he's 13 oh America is super cool whatever um, how how it can be that then two very great artists come here and didn't go back immediately you know like so what 
what can be the cool thing here or oh, how do you speaking see of cool he's probably the coolest person i've met in months yeah your, your son is so cool. <laughs> i love how he's like so cool. it's like how old is that person he's like 13 yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah i was intimidated i was just like okay I can. <laughs> you know what i mean like you don't know sometimes you meet people sometimes i meet people and i find myself like back in middle school like <laughs> yeah and i feel kind that of like wouldn't be friends with me exactly <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. America's, I mean, I think America is cool. I just think it's. possible we can put the ads on it we can do this and it's like it's 
about monetizing the content from the yeah. beginning, and, the beginning. And also the sort of like cynical idea of what to make. Like, I feel like I have, I know a lot of people that even like colleagues of ours, like mm-hmm. choreographers that are very successful, but they work really hard at selling it first. So they think like, okay, what are people gonna like? What are, where, what are ways that I can make something that is um, the quickest and like most kind of both Instagrammable and yeah. you know like it just it just sort it's like mm-hmm. you know I, I, a lot of a lot of people that as a as a just after speaking as a dance artist like mm-hmm. you take off your shirt and you do a bunch of like short dance videos that is the way to success you know what I mean like you have to do like do your push ups and ab exercises get that shirt off get sweaty get an Instagram get a commission <laughs> you know it's really just like it's very quick yeah I mean it's like. It's not, not to throw like all of America under the bus because like there also there are a lot of like great artists and I also don't I think it's like that much harder. I want to like put them down and be like or not acknowledge like what they're doing, but I think and in the same way I don't blame people also for like doing these things like because it's what you have to do you have to yes. make your name into yeah. a brand you have to like you have to always think about if. survive and I think really what you have to do is like throw parties a few times a month that do cater to rich people that can come and like split the bill and that's like I think that's this weird like negative feedback in terms of like experimental art is like there's and our and our like and I think Americans are super proud of like American modern art for instance, like, but I really think it stops in like the 70s, you know, they're gonna be cool. But it's the same here, if you go yeah. for the art cologne, yeah. you have like the modern art sector, but mm. actually I would like to recall, not recall, rename it, because modern, mm-hmm. it's really old school, it's not modern at all somehow, but of course mm-hmm. it's called like modern art, mm-hmm. and this is a whole uh, etage. Yeah. Justice, Born. and yeah. then if you go up, you have the contemporary art. It's also just like the <laughs> next thing, and next yeah, I have to be there something, but it's not really the thing, you know, like yeah. So somehow it's the same here. And I mean, I am sure a Dresdner would mm. rather buy a modern art painting for five hundred thousand euro instead of funding your new choreography what i think would much more better to do you know like uh, mm. it's the same i mean i think i stay here also out of like not like i don't want to i don't want to be in the middle of the fight you know like yeah. i'm a, i think i'm a bit afraid it's sort of like well if yeah even even in like okay i moved in moved to belgium in 2007 eight no no nine thousand nine and so even before that i was kind of like a little hopeless about working as an artist or having health insurance and so I just had this feeling of like I want a bit of personal safety and I know that if I'd stayed there I would have had to engage harder in politics and things that I didn't necessarily at the time want to engage in but like it was a way of sort of running away or like for me it was a kind of like being yeah it was about being safe it was about like going somewhere where I felt like okay so things are probably going to be better for me as a person as like mental health person. As mental health person. <laughs> I think it's kind of the same thing too. I mean, because in America, you have to like, you have to promote yourself all the time. 
And the same thing, it's not, a, it's not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, that person's a super egoist or narcissist because they're promoting their art. Or from, and it's also good to promote your art. You, should, you also shouldn't, like, whatever, put your work down. But this, like, really constant hustle of, like, having to network and meet the right people and be seen. And, of course, that happens here, too. I'm not saying it doesn't exist here, but it's just not on the same level. And I have the feeling, like, in... Germany, or when, like I notice from like artistic circles, it's more about like it's. I think it's maybe a little bit. I mean, it's about hype in both places, but yeah, maybe it's a bit more about how you present yourself or like you know the kind of I don't know like social status you have as an artist. Like, can also get you places. Like, and it's not so much like in Berlin. I don't think it's so much about meeting the right person. You know, maybe and being like that. It's really. like a big machinery of yeah. uh, supporting each other's yeah. systems. And it always is, and it always will it's be. And it's like been interesting this, I mean, yeah, making, if, I think if you want to make art on the fringe or you don't want to, like, you just don't think you're going to be able to engage with like the machinery of, you know, the, the art industry, it's like become a big name like that, like, I think you're just going to have a lot less stress doing it in Europe. Like, yeah, because like, you know, there's like a basic, there's like social support here. You have no money. There's you get health insurance. There's affordable housing. Like I was talking to my friend Stefan yesterday. And he's like, we're looking at an apartment. We would pay 250 euros. And I was like, each. He's like, no total. And I was like, that's wow. just that's not that doesn't exist in the states, like anywhere. Really, anywhere. Even you in the middle of any nowhere. In the middle of like bumfuck nowhere, you would not find like affordable housing like that. And it's like nice. It's gonna be like a nice apartment like by the river. You know, so it's like it's just things like that where you're like, oh well and just like I don't know, capitalism in America is just like stu stupid and cliche, but it's really depressing. You get really sad. <laughs> you get like really sad really quickly. Like or I I do and then it's just nice to like not have that like not even nice, it's just like you feel healthier. I feel healthier when I'm here. And like, yeah, like the dancers, or a lot of dancers and artists I know too in America now, like work like two jobs and then drive for Uber or Lyft on the weekends, you know? Like it's, it's crazy, it's really, and once again, I have like so much respect for them, like that they yeah. still, and they still really work. They still really make things and do things and care about their communities and do social projects and like, like, Lots of respect, but it sh it shouldn't have to be like that either. I don't think. Um. So in the past, I guess like for a long time, dance was trying to go was going somewhere, and 
in 2020 now it's being forced to do something else and kind of reimagine itself. Um, do you think that the same sort of kind of change is happening in the contemporary art world or is it having to like reevaluate itself in some way? Like after everything, after like series of protests, coronavirus, shutdowns, um, economic foreclosure, like, so is it, I don't know, I think there's a lot, a lot of the big conversations around, especially performance about what we were doing before and how we can do things in the future and like the money and where that's going and um, I don't know, I was just curious as to like if there's a similar thing happening in the contemporary art world. Mm -hmm. I, the, the contemporary art world, I would say, I mean just to make it simple, there's two sectors, it's just the contemporary art and then it's the market, you know, like mm -hmm. this is like simultan but it's not the same. And so the market, of course, will change, hopefully, let's say. But the contemporary art world itself, anyway, got very, um, I don't know if it's the right word, sucked by the capitalistic idea. And since, I would say, five years, you find mostly the cool exhibitions are really, like, very randomly, very... Uh, independent from all money ideas, for instance, in a forest mm. or in a virgo <laughs> or just someone putting uh, your own, any room of your uh, flat yes, yeah. and just say d uh, and just promote all exhibitions, it's just rooms in anybody's flats, you know, and this is the exhibition made for this room, for instance so you don't need to rent anything and of course it's also not that kind of work of two meter to ten meter metal or something, you know, mm -hmm. like it's not, it's anyway went out or bypassing the whole market idea of the contemporary art world mm -hmm. and working with clay, working with food, working with wool, with your clothes, working with performance actually, interventions, mm -hmm. I mean they, they were always there but it's get more and more, you know, like, so I think, yes, uh, it anyway try to really make a whole complex that is next to the idea of a capitalistic way of thinking contemporary art. And on the other hand, the market itself, I'm sure it will change. Hopefully, somehow I hope it because it's, we are not product makers, <laughs> you know? I mean, also it's a, you can say it's a nice product or a fetish or an enjoyment art. If it's a dance and painting, whatever, yeah. but this is not the thing, you know. It's uh, people should live from it, but yeah. therefore there should be other. That, another yeah. kind of like income. Like a, yes, income yes. Right? For like instance, I mean, the Netherlands, for instance, had it, but mm -hmm. they quit it again, yeah. so that you could have if you show that you do a lot of artistic what is also a kind of social work because mm -hmm. you do it for the people Absolutely. who come and see it you just could get money from the yeah. state but i think it's totally it's not like feel like going to the arbeitsamt you know it's more like hey this is my kind of work of course i don't want to do it to earn money this is not the purpose it's like mm -hmm. so there should be uh, other ways uh, yeah it should be somehow free somehow yes yeah yeah, also so that it's not just like producing, because if you're like a successful painter and you do sell a painting for a lot of money, it's just going to go sit in somebody's house, right? Yeah. It seems like anyway, so anyway, it's working for like an upper echelon. Or, like, it's a little bit like the performance too, I was talking about that 
how I think it's wrong. You know, yeah. this is just the, our difference. Yeah. So I think if I even it's just whatever six thousand euro. Or, no, it's more because you also pay tax on all what you buy the whole mm. year. I don't yeah. know. Maybe my mm. tax is let's say twenty thousand euro a year. Mm-hmm. This is not so less, you know. Mm-hmm. You That's and true. even yeah, I'm yeah. a super low, super <laughs> low-fi hatefile of the cult. And yeah. any, yeah. if I'm at the two-star or whatever, uh, I mean, I feel good. But this is already hatefile, and there's mm-hmm. people yeah, who yeah. are not hatefile like me. And it's a lot of money, you know. Don't. Uh, it's, That's true. It's really. Uh, it's you not should nothing. not. It's true. It's like when I think about like all the Anträge, we like we like make an application for funding, and you're like, oh please, let's get the five thousand euros. Like five thousand euros is really just like really. You nothing. make a lot of work for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not worth the time <laughs> so, you spend yeah. on it. It's about the Actually. same amount of work that normally would yes. paid for a project. But I think it's interesting about I don't know this idea of like popularity and like it's if like if we take it back to what you said earlier about like you know this idea of like art. Like, you want to make art that people look at it and they say no. Mm-hmm. Like, this kind of art. Like, and if we're talking about, like, art being this, like, sub- like subversive or antagonistic kind of thing, then, like, why would, pe- like, why would people give money to it? Do you know what I mean? Like, or would it just... I think it supports, like, kind of... Or, like, would it support just, like, popular things? And this is sort of the weird thing about... But maybe it would be not so different to now. Yeah. Because a popular thing, for instance, sample opera is a popular thing. So but many people would yeah, many people would give their taxes, for instance, there. But yeah. actually the thing that is subversive, mm-hmm. of course not everybody understood why it's needed. Yeah. But still there is some hundreds who knows it, but the amount of their tax, let's say, they yeah, would yeah. never end up in mm. subversive projects. You know yeah. what I mean? Because uh-huh. in the whole focus from very far away, mm. it's invisible, you know? Yeah. So, because people don't make really research or even look at it or try yeah, to yeah. understand it at least. So, so that's why there will be never be any move in any direction mm. with this context, you know, um, in this spotter. Yeah, isn't it something like 15 euros a year the average rent pays on culture like if you pay like for your taxes the taxes that you that you put in on average it's like 15 euros or something like this mm-hmm. um imagine like it's hard to guide like if you, were, if you were to really say okay so i have my 15 euros every year like where to choose if that would actually make a difference sending it to somewhere yeah when you mean like it's invisible it's like yeah um i thought of that it's yeah. It's like it's, what is you said something about like what is needed, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. It's hard. Yeah, I wonder. It's cool to think about like what's necessary. And then I think during this whole like it's this year, thinking about making work has felt super unnecessary. So it's been hard to make things. You know, I felt really until when we started doing this uh, application for the funding for this musical we're writing. I was like, nope, nothing makes any sense. We're not going to make anything. I can't make anything anymore. Like, super useless. I was super, like... Speak for yourself. We made a great furniture opera. Uh, this, that was actually really fun. That was <laughs> true. That was also really fun. I forgot about that. That was, that was like, the fir- only creative five minutes I had in my life. That was great. Yeah. Branch was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to lock myself in the bathroom and read from the story while I'm wearing That's a so turtleneck. That's <laughs> a very good He was cooking somewhere else, like... <laughs> Like, yep, yep, that's what I'm gonna do. Mm. Yeah, whenever the thing is just what 
I mean, I, I, of course, I don't have the right solution, but the thing is, there is no government. Yeah. There is just people we vote to uh, reenact our own money mm. that mm -hmm. we are all willing to spend through taxes. Twenty yeah. percent of each and everything you buy the fucking whole year. Yeah. Twenty percent. Mm. This is really a lot. This is really, really, really a lot. Maybe we can be like Reddit, be like up and down vote. <laughs> you know? Like, like. Oh, see, this is when I get like. <laughs> but when you, well, no, but you like, spend enough time on Reddit, you're just like not a good model for society. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> oh, like, or like how they give people like gold and silver. Mm. Like if you write a funny comment, somebody would just be like, here's 200 bucks. I liked your comments. I mean, that's fine. That's yeah. cool. It's like this vigilante. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like very skeptical about public opinion. And yeah, the mainstream always has been opinion. monographic somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I like I think that's yeah, direct democracy through the econ through the economy and taxes. That's like interesting. Be interesting if like a city tried it or something. I mean, if I lived in America, I would definitely be like, if there was an option, I'd be like, please don't fund the military. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fund the arts. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah. Which so would actually, it would be interesting if the people would understand that is their will. It's yeah. their impact. Yeah. Would they just build a lot of new highways or would rather be their nice bicycle ways or yeah. would be their more kindergartens or would be mm -hmm. their a new BMW werk? You know. Yeah. yeah. It would be somehow of course I don't trust mainstream. I yeah. like the or the common the Durchschnitts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the average, but yeah. uh but uh it would be actually interesting also for a village people who is maybe now angry the that feel people. like a leftover and politics don't mind them and that's mm -hmm. why now I'm angry and now I'm, I'm gonna vote for AfD just to show you where is the hammer, you know, like yeah. if they would can choose themselves, for instance, to yeah. have a school in their own little village or whatever, yeah. or a public transport that is not closed because just the people of the little village collect their taxes to have at least one bus going to the city per yeah. day, you know, for instance. So then also she maybe would not rather think about like to vote, for instance, mm -hmm. to show an anti-position. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, yeah, that's true. there's also possibilities. How did, how did they connect this idea to neoliberalism? Well, because it's like solving things through capitalism. Like if you can just like, if you can direct the money in a in the right uh -huh. direction it will solve the problems it's like or it's like benevolent benevolent capitalism but democracy is it right now and somehow it's yeah. made the same it just is just yeah. that you that the whole if the system is corrupt who is sitting at the point to spread yes. yeah. everything is just wrong you know like this is just the point but also yeah. I don't want to blame them I would be even just to 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 run a whole house let's say hell of of yeah. course you make one billion fails, you know, like mm. the larger the scale is, you cannot, yeah, you, you, you can't see it or yeah. you can't know like what is really going because you don't have the time. It's the cap capacity, capacity yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. just too large. Yeah. So that's why also, yeah, there would be actually also more money for all the bureaucrats got not paid mm -hmm. and the people knew it because they really see it. They really live in the problem and know what can be a really a nice solution for something you know yeah. so also you can write I mean, one yeah. million letters to a politic but more power to the people like yeah. autonomous yes. collectives this is, this, sure. is why, this is why I was like 
how do the people neoliberalism? But like, I think they're okay. I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was kind of like, how do they? Yeah. I think there's a difference though. Like, okay, if we're talking about like a direct, like a direct democracy, or like a real like autonomous community, or like an autonomous autonomous collective community would operate differently than like allocating tax money still through like a federal government to mm-hmm. like favor projects but not in my experience so like but i just i think, <laughs> I think those are di- i think maybe those are different things uh-huh. like it's different than yeah it'd be different than like a total like reallocation of resources based on like what a community needs and just yeah but like i think that's like a yeah, step in the right direction or like because also our friend Valerie. Mm-hmm. Dancer mm-hmm. from London. She now, or I help her, we try to make a kind of fundraiser mm-hmm. uh, and we try to bypass institutions yeah. because institutions are the same like for all systems. Let's say all systems are somehow corrupt, maybe in the just the combination with capitalism, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what is the problem, mm-hmm. but also the institutional problems what is staged there, who is going to show who will get possibilities and what mm-hmm. is really, really wrong. And because she's a dancer, there's also many things in their own spatter going wrong. She's a very good dancer, but mm-hmm. because just being uh, black-skinned, so some things just, I mean, she's super able to do, but it doesn't look the way she had have to for the piece or whatever. And it's, of course, very frustrating mm-hmm. to explain and to discuss, la, la, la. so we had the idea Oh, maybe we just try to fundraise what is somehow connected yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to the idea yeah. but actually we, the normal people then paying double yeah. the taxes to actually mm-hmm. fund her project yeah. what will never happen <laughs> and you know like whatever and uh, so we just call it let's make shit happen mm-hmm. in the way of uh, that it's mostly called shit because it's not seen, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it mm. seems to be shit if it's not needed or it's not yeah. supportive, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And so let's make shit happen. Actually, that shit that people think is not supportive. <laughs> and, uh, and try to raise, I don't know what, 50,000 funds for the first, and mm. then another 50,000 for more projects also with um, mm-hmm. uh, what's called transgender artists who are also having very hot with yeah, whatever yeah. like things so so actually we try to bypass the institution and the whole system because it's a very a lot of work you got not paid to make them better mm-hmm. <laughs> in their own system like what is actually their job whatever so yeah and it's like crowdfunding then? Yeah, yeah so okay. now we try to make it crowdfunding. I don't know, I never made it before. Let's see if it's working. But I think, uh, also in the question of what does changed, I think the position of people that they really understand how the system is working within mm-hmm. anything, it's really changed. I, there was more uh, euphoria. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah. Like in yeah. 10 years ago, you would be more like, wow, nice, and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And not only because of age, it was mm-hmm. just not so provocant, obvious mm-hmm. that you see how things are going, you know, actually. Uh, and now I think there's a lot of energy in changing or try to figure out new ways uh, much more 
also in doing exhibitions, also in what is art, or should do I have to sell myself just by because I just wanted to do art, you know, like all this questioning. Ten years ago, it was more euphoric. Just okay, cool, and now I make the Instagram. Maybe then it's gonna work out. I can do this and that, yeah. you know. It was, and nowadays, not anymore. It's a little bit. It's cracked a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's good. Just means it's changing, mm. and it was not that good, so it should change. So it's <laughs> somehow I'm happy. Yeah. In in the past, like since you've opened the Rockefeller Center, what's been your favorite time? Like your favorite, uh, like the like the, the highest uh, when you felt like the most true to like the thing you were doing here. Like you felt like like what was your like euphoric time? No, it's One all, of them. It's all the time. Otherwise oh. I had stop. Otherwise I had <laughs> That's stop. why she's losing. <laughs> Otherwise I had stop. But I had since when was it? When we made international top sellers the mm. first mm. edition. Um, and the year before, I think I made this public billboard exhibition. Mm. I had uh, once we had a meeting, the Rockefeller meeting, and I was, hey guys, we have to change everything, or I just have to quit. I just really want something. It something must happen. We just not could be in our room and just doing all that great stuff, and then just close the door afterwards, and then the next thing, you know, like mm. it's and and that's why that was the big wish. First was to go in public space, so mm-hmm. making a great exhibition on billboards having really nice artists actually mm. who I did you I don't know you convinced them <laughs> I convinced <laughs> them somehow yeah. with my hello my name is <laughs> <laughs> uh, and have them on the street so that no museum can say oh we don't have that money to invite this artist and blah blah you uh-huh. see, I just can go to the bakery and on my way just seeing a good art piece you know ah. it's not mm-hmm. it's not true you know even me silly hillbilly can do it <laughs> it's not just this institution somehow whatever and then just top sellers sorry I really like the term silly hillbilly that's really <laughs> sorry <You continue. laughs> and then the top sellers came up so somehow this is also a result of that it's of course not enough being a room even though that it's really needed that people doing it mm-hmm. and still feels very good and a pleasure, even exhausting mm-hmm. and more luck to do it because it's really needed. Mm. If everyone just do a little bit, we can really, we can be independent and we can really stand above things. Mm-hmm. Just that everything have to change doesn't start yet. So the museum have to come to you and ask, what it can do for you to mm. suit. this would be then I would be super happy yeah. because we are somehow slaves of the whole institution uh, yeah. structure yeah. you even would pay to be in the museum hello <laughs> you know what the fuck what it's there for you know I don't get it anymore yeah. really yeah. it's really to steal just a fucked up system something about I like the theatrical experience of going to a museum I think part mm-hmm. of my like I love to I love to be in a museum situation because I like the rules around museumness. Like mm-hmm. I love to be in a big open white space with art dispersed around and kind of like little conversations and sort of like going around. Mm-hmm. And I don't know there's something about like the weird the lighting, the special kind of lighting, yeah. this special kind of like the theater of being in the museum. I think it's fascinating. I think it's such a like special yeah. and also like you see them now like people are recreating museums on stages now so it's like it's like very trendy in dance pieces to have like a museum space on stage mm-hmm. so you're like twice in the museum like the art space is like collapsed on itself mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it's so funny. And also just like, yeah, or, or spaces like this that are like, that have qualities of the museum space, like the light and the, the art and the whiteness, but then also subverted in a way. I don't know. I'm really, there's something about yeah, but this that, all of that that I really like. Uh, it's a silly, like we all agreed that like the money should go there because they know what's up. Because they have the holy space. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the thing is that you could put anything in the museum mm. and you would enjoy it in the same yeah. museum yeah. way. Honestly, you know? anything. Yeah, it's so, like, I mean, the form is And that's why, that's why it should be just more diverse. Yeah. This is just the thing, because why mm. it's like an entrance and why the one can entrance and the other ones not, you know, mm. like... This is actually what modern curators or la la why it's having then contemporary spaces or whatever because the museum I mean interesting as special is really not moving so much. You know, <laughs> it feels like an old died out elephant <laughs> type mm -hmm. of yeah. I mean this is needed the tradition but just go to Leipzig, it's one hour from here and you see the museum can do it, you mm. know, like Build a museum, for instance. They just mix it up. Just seeing a very crazy contemporary art piece next to a classical one. It's also a pleasure. It doesn't mean to put all the old away or yeah. only the new in or whatever. Just to realize your time and what's happening and not say, we are playing like it's 40 years ago and still doing the same thing. You know, yeah. this is really. And I just give yeah. some people access that mostly are die. Uh, that you know what this makes no sense at all like yeah. it's funny I would honestly pay like to go into an empty museum yeah really if somebody told me like yeah this is awesome new I would do, and it's this weird it's like that thing where they have like on Vice like the fake yeah. fake <laughs> restaurant fake, fake five star you know what I mean like I would, if somebody told me like there's this awesome exhibition you really have to just go you have to go and you really will enjoy it I will pay my 10 euros I will go into the empty museum walk around for an hour leave And then be like, yeah, that was awesome. And I don't, and I, I know that I know this about myself, and I think that it's really stupid, but it's also cool to like give the building that much power. I, yeah. You know, like we have this like. But it is that's what, that's kind of what I I think about like, I don't know like this like this idea of like art having danger, being like people don't like it or like being subversive. It's just like I think the museum. If you put the art in the museum, then it is the museum, right? Unless it has like another context that people already understand, like it's already like a movement that's happened, it's like a, um, a retrospective or something. Mm. But like really contemporary art, to put it into a museum is like, I wonder like what art then, like, like, like your friends or whatever, any of this stuff, like how it could like retain like its power or its message, because I think the museum's message is the museum and it's mm. gonna like be stronger than like kind of Like what you said, like really anything that you hang on the walls, unless it's like, you know, like art that you already understand, like in a context, right? That like you can like, and it's like then, then it can be that thing. But if it's just like, I don't know, like I'm thinking of like this being, I'm thinking yeah. of like yeah. this being in a museum right now. <laughs> it would be beautiful, it, it would look, but it would just look, be totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, but it does look like, a, it looks like a piece of art that exists, like you can... Okay, That's a yeah, thing, you know true. what I mean? Like, this, is like, actually, this is like, yeah, this actually the pieces that are in the museum, yeah. they weren't in the museum when they were made. They were in chicken houses or whatever, you, mm. you know? Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's true, they were not. This is the same thing, so if we find the tool of power, we don't use it nice. This is just yeah. the problem. It's just, it's strange. Who, because there's no one flying down from the heaven and said, 
only show the old art in the museum. You know, no yeah, one yeah. said it, so why? 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 Yeah. Just fucking why? Why? It, can, it could be the super experimental place of all humankind figured out how we have the space it anyway. It's a pleasure to go there. Yeah. What kind of message we want to put there? What kind of situation? What kind of context? What what should people meet actually there? You know? Mm. Okay, landscapes from the 16th century is very nice, but <laughs> yeah. what kind of context is it? It's just a nice painting. It's nice. It also should be there, of course, uh, but it's not the only thing that's really needed. You know? Like, mm. So actually, museums have also problems. I wonder if we could find a different way to like frame something as something that should be thought about as art, or like like it was last year, about a year ago or a year and a half, we went to Singapore to dance, and then right outside, you know the people that made Tiger Balm, or like Tiger Balm is this like thing? It's like a paste or something that you put on your skin to like it warms it up, so it's like a muscle thing. You look like a sore muscle. It's like um, Feuerpanpasta. What's it? Feuerpanpasta. It's yeah, it's like something I don't know. Like alcoholic. It's like uh, yeah, it makes it oh, like herbs. warms your muscles. It's like yeah. herbs, yeah. Um, and it's super, it's like a famous kind of athlete's thing, you know. It's called Tiger Balm. It was two ah, men. Tiger Balm. Tiger Balm. Yeah. Sorry. They, I think it was two Chinese. Maybe they were brothers. They're definitely Chinese. And they moved. They were living in Singapore at some point, and they had this giant fortune. And they made a kind of park. It was some sort of, yeah, I guess it's a park. It's like a sculpture garden for Chinese ideals at this time, like folk tales and history. Um, and then there's this whole, but like morals. It's like a kind of morality park, but it's made of like these sculptures. And it's a it's on this hillside, and so you have these things that are like. It's like a sculpture of somebody that has died in a bicycle accident with their like bones sticking out and there's like children looking around it like pointing with the eyes open and being like oh my god and then it says like you've got to wear your helmet <laughs> you know what I mean? or there's another one where you go through like the different layers of hell before you get reincarnated and then there's, there's like the boiling pot of sex workers and then they're all kind of like Oh, help! And then, like, people trying to go over, like, people, different sins have different punishments, and you see it live. You see these, like, weird sculptures the entire time. And the whole time I was walking through this garden, I was like, I want this to be in a museum. And I was like, Joseph, what's wrong with you? Like, can't you just enjoy it now in this, in this place, you know? But I was like, this would be so cool if we were in, like, a white box. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if it, it's, it was probably, it's, I don't know, it's a strange thought to have suddenly, because, like, there was the art, the art was there, and it was, Found. It's like when you find weird signs, like this, not the sign in the whatever, whatever. Oh yeah, the whatever design studio in, yeah. in Brandenburg. <laughs> or like things that could be contemporary art if they were, if, or that are contemporary art, but then I always have this need to want to like frame it in a specific way and be like... I mean, but the thing is, it's not necessarily contemporary. You putting it in the white box of the museum would make it art because yeah. it would give it a context. Because, like, the theme park, it's not meant ironically. It's meant it's to teach beautiful. a lesson. <laughs> but, like, it's you yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at it uh -huh. in a context that makes it, like, art. Which is, like, why I wonder a little bit anyway about, like, the museum thing. Mm. Like, because I think, yeah, I think a lot of what you do is, like, anyway, like, institution critique. It's, like, when, like graffiti artists want to be in museums or want to be in gallery spaces and it's like but isn't the, point, the whole point of 
I mean, and I know there are like different layers to that because conversation, but actually, like, the big white space is yeah. connected to what? Yeah. Also, yeah. uh, it's the quality quality to connect it to something. For instance, your yeah. daily life. So yeah. it's a much more bigger impact just to go to a, in a space that is connected to nothing. Mm. What is, of course, a kind of mess, you know, like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's created, it's just, it's not really there. So it's mm. a simulation somehow. But actually, the simulation is working like a Wonder Park, whatever. Yeah. And why in the Wonder Park it's only old. Uh, as a simulation of it, as a dead body. I say that always, like a painting is a dead body. Mm -hmm. If it's a good one, you don't realize it's dead because it feels alive, but still it's just a simulation. It's not mm -hmm. really. And to really go to this view of the landscape, it's also nice, you know, like, yeah. what, is, what is actually the point? Just to say, oh, humankind can create something that feels the same good as if I would stand in front of nature, is this the point or what? What, to, what do we honor in a museum? You know, what, what is actually the point why the selected, selected pieces are there, you know, like... And I think because now, nowadays, now we're living in technology times, so the whole question of um, is any way it's overcome, you know? We cannot be a better painter than a robot, you know? Like, you know, so they yeah. will be more exact, they will be larger, they will be perfect, you know, like, so the human is anyway yeah, overcome, yeah. you know, like, so. But it's like, I don't know, because I think that has a different, like, a, I don't know, I like, you, I've heard you say this before, but like, for, I don't think paintings are like dead bodies, it's so sad, <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, you're such a good painter too, but like. No, in the way of realistic 16th century, yeah. most, mostly. Um, they have, mostly were dead bodies. You, you just see nature <laughs> uh, very dead, good yeah. imitated, let's say. So this is yeah. a dead body for me because I love to go to nature, of course, but why but, to look on a painting with nature, you know, like this is a little bit a question then. Because it's like something about like, you, you, you see it and I see it, right? Like isn't that mm. kind of like what art is, is like, what we, or what we're saying about like the simulation of a museum and like how we can all have this like similar sensation of going into a museum and understand the rules. Like we understand that like, you know, these different like, there are a different set of rules that we interact with when we go in these different like institutions or like you go to this obstitution or whatever in a forest. But like, I think it's more about that like, that's what's interesting with the painting is there's like this feed it's not the painting it's the feedback system between you know us and the painting and then how we like then establish it and like our culture and that's why i think they stay alive is because they keep you know getting new new rules and like new contexts and like um but yeah i don't i don't know that's like i and, and, and on the one hand i think it's important like with like these like big institutional theaters and museums there is a part of me that like they are still special. Like it's still special to have something like that in like our super like fluctuating 
society, even if they fuck everything up and we don't like anything that they do, but like the possibility for a space like this to exist because it did take a lot of like cultural consensus to create, I think is important or interesting. I think you can still do interesting things in museums, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe like your like your art will be in a museum, you know, in 20 years because it has been this like huge context in like the German art scene that like and people will see the Lucy Freinag in like, you know, retrospective, but it couldn't have been like that from the beginning either. I don't know. Like, I just want to be in the school books. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> just but, teaching yeah. all things, this would be barely a pleasure. But, but the thing also what changed what maybe a museum implemented the nowadays stores somehow yeah. they really took the effect of the museum mm -hmm. and they can because they are financial mm -hmm. in a different way supported they can really put it on another level yeah. and just what was or you know like they really can create yeah. cr much more crazy experienceable rooms mm -hmm. where something is inside maybe in that case then a car or whatever they want to sell, you know, but mm. uh, somehow it's anyway misused or not misused, but it's not anymore their own, it's not uh, only the museum habit, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, so it's anyway not the interest, the, yeah, it's not more anymore so much interesting because mm. it's not the only ones who have it, you know, like even the industry have it much more better because they have more background or possibilities to make paying a more fancy architect or you know like all mm. that so mm -hmm. yeah and even they they created some years ago a new uh, I don't know job let's say mm. uh, for people to figure out why pe so less people go to museums <laughs> 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 yeah. because it's hard for them to argue anymore why they spend so much money huh. just yeah. I mean, they also could pay some curators to make a better program, but uh. no, they <laughs> must not change anything and just implement new jobs to figure out why people don't go to museums and make them more go there. <laughs> so okay, stupid. but that's, that's an interesting question because like, for you, a better program is probably for most people art that they don't understand, right? <laughs> So that's that's what we mean. So like that, that like you know, and then art that they like this like or whatever experimental art, and then people come and are like once again shocked by it, which is cool. Like you like put experimental art into like context again, where it, like has the power to shock people. But like I don't know. I think I'm trying to think of, like what the most successful openings or like thing in like in the Met they have these, um, which is it's not an art museum per se. It's like a history and sociology museum, I guess. Like, they have, like, a bunch of, like, human artifacts. And then they also have this, um... They, 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 they like, the fashion thing. Or who's the guy? No, what's his name? It's not Damien Hirst. He... committed suicide. Oh, my McQueen. McQueen, yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> come on. Sorry, everyone. I was like... I get Damien Hirst and McQueen mixed up somehow. No? Isn't this sort of, it's like macabre, you know, something? Anyway. <laughs> the cute word. The cute word. <laughs> anyway, so they did, a, they did this um, the giant Alexander McQueen exhibition at the Met, and then, like, recently they had one on camp, just, like, the concept of camp. And, like, this was, it was, like, a big theatrical event, and it was mainstream in this way, but also you felt like you were at, like, a really cool party, or it was, like, this really cool, like, 
I don't know, you really, it was like the music was playing and you were, like, you were learning things, but then also it, was, it didn't have the specific museuminess that I enjoy, like the kind of serious, like, aesthetic s- sortedness, but it did feel, it felt like peak museumhood. It felt like it was like, yes, this is what, this is what they, if museums like this that are, that are that big are to survive, I think that's kind of the direction they'll be going in. It's like a theatrical, like, messa situation, much like Top Sellers, actually. Mm-hmm. Top sellers. Top sellers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making art fun again. I mean, like, because there are a lot of modern art, like, right? Modern contemporary art museums still, but it's like, yeah. It's like, it looks totally different. Like, contemporary art, like, in a contemporary art museum, looks, it looks very clean and sorted and organized. And, or, I don't know. What, what, what would be the perfect, if you would be God, let's say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would be the perfect? space you would create? Mm. Whatever space means space. Just a space that exists already? No, no. It's the perfect space. You are the space holder, so you have to know which. True. I mean... Is it, you, it could be also universe if you say this is the better one or whatever. Oh, I have like so many fantasy spaces. Yeah, just like really... <laughs> oh, wait, no. like, <laughs> I mean, I like a lot, like, I don't know. Like layers of like glass and water and stuff, like or like big like suspended cubes that like people get like moved around in like this, <laughs> like and go through things or like mazes that people like I don't know. Mazes. What are the what are the what's the hedge of like what's the wall made out of? Oh, like office cubicle, like really sad. Oh. Scary. That'd be cool. Like a really. I mean, I guess that'd be really possible. Yeah, like cubes or like. And there's this actually really beautiful, a real space that I would love to create in is a museum in my hometown in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, it's coming soon. <laughs> I don't know. I've like written them emails. Nobody's ever answered me. But um, they have this. It's what's his name? Ando Tador something Ando Tador. Yes. Yeah, really amazing architect who did the modern art. Oh man. But Ando is the last. Yeah. Whatever. Something Tadish. Tadil, Tadun. Yeah. It's gonna be embarrassing when we figure I it know. out. I <laughs> know. Really bad. We're like, we're like Tadish, Tadish, Okay, whatever. And it, kind of, yeah, <laughs> it's like a beautiful like glass, like um, like building that curves around, and there's this like, you know, like on the exact level of the museum, there's like this flat water pool that extends like out of it which makes it look like the water is like it's just like it's very simple but it's like very well made and looks very like i don't know you just get this like sense of like space and i always wanted to do something in this pool because it's so beautiful and it has like these weird like weird big silver kind of like trees but like wurzel like all like kind of tangled up trees on the other side and it's just like another thing i think like really boring exhibitions almost always <laughs> like it's i mean that's like i'm talking about it's like, an American, like this is susan b anthony <laughs> well yeah modern art museum but like we've got a warhol and we've got a you know we've got all a, the names you have to diego just, rivera just really really because it's, like, it's texas names. yeah also i like i think they also have some and stuff like that. like it's just gonna be really classical music classical white guy minimalist art stuff on the wall or like whatever and it's just usually pretty boring but the space is gorgeous performing spaces 
I wonder about like you know have you ever been on you know that dis- there's like a ride and I think it's Disneyland but like it's when you you like walk in and you're in a room and then like the whole thing goes downwards. The Tower of Terror. Yes, and you're supposed to, and like suddenly you're in like a different place. Yeah. It would be a room like this. So it would be like a performance space that has yeah. an audience. Say, pretend like we're in this. The audience is all standing around like this, mm-hmm. and the the whole floor goes down like one level, and then you have like something you can all see on this side. Like, and it's like a whole desert. It's huge. It's like, you, you like look downside and then you like, it goes on forever yeah. big. And then like, it turns one degree to this way mm-hmm. and it's like something else entirely. And then turns back and then the desert becomes something else. And then you go back two floors up and then it's something else. So it's like a kind yeah. of like, you can't really ever, it's like being John Malkovich, but like. In an audience. In an audience, you know what I mean? I mean, that'd be a roller coaster theater piece like that would be just cool anyway, right? That's what I mean. Like something about like moving the like the audience through like different I don't know I like this like infinite supermarket thing right now that's infinite supermarket so that's, Co- that's actually coming soon <laughs> yay coming soon would, to a theater I would near love, you I would love to ha- make uh, if I want gonna be a very famous curator mm-hmm. I would love to create an exhibition for time travel machines to, to, I mean you could make the perfect interventions you could I mean this would be this would be the this is a kind of space for me that would be amazing. Yeah. Go to the Middle Age and just say the kingdom, uh, the king something, or you know, like mm-hmm. this would be performance by Joseph, or you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then just putting this weird statue in someone's That's sleeping so great. place, yeah. or you know, Time like this. Performance. Yes. We both kept it like in the, in the now. Lucy's, That's true. Lucy's yeah. like, no space for me is time. And, and, <laughs> and it's space. flat. It's no, it's, it's flat, and I can it's pull in all it. directions. It's make it get into a, into a cool. I don't want to. I don't want to shut us down, but we're at we're at the hour or something mark. Oh my god! And also, I realized that is there a, is there a Doctor Uta Vingskot that lives around here? Because it always the phone likes to name the recording for like where you're sitting. And it tells us that this we're sitting really close to Dr. Uta Viscott. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have corona? Can you see I don't that? know. <laughs> She's what, a medical doctor. A doctor of what? Yeah, oh, you can have a doctor title on anything. True. Uta, hörst du uns? I don't know, but she's apparently somewhere very close to where we live. If, if, so. if I read it wrong, it's Wish God. Oh. Wish God. Nice. Dr. Uda, what you wish. So, yeah, Lucy, thanks for holding space with us. You that was cool. Uda, Wish God. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that it? I don't know. I feel like I, I wanted to like learn about, like, a, like, you're like part one. Specific, yeah, maybe part one. Part two can be like more personal. Like um, the development, like the like Lucy Volume One, like the like the the birth of the artist. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can do like a very personal like development story from like before the Venda, after the Venda, how how Eastern Germany has changed. We're talking about your early phase. Maybe it's funny, but shaming for me but it's really it's funny oh, okay. yeah because I even make in the primary school oh. I had a whole I had a dance company <laughs> I called it I, I did rap classes because I thought rapping is dancing mm. uh-huh. <laughs> 
you, actually, were you taught rap classes or you I, took I, them? I was, I, I created them. You and created of course, them. I was a teacher then. <laughs> and our cellar, that was one big room nice. for the community. How many make. people did you? Yeah, it was, actually, I was very proud because also two boys joined. And I, was really, I even have two boys in my rap class. <laughs> and actually, we, we, we danced like that. Oh, that's great. She did the running like man. Like stupid kind yeah. of dances. Just implement. And we made also a show in front of the whole school. Amazing. And also I made a theater piece with my whole class. I said to them, we have to make it. Uh-huh. So I made it with them. Also I wrote a book. I made like everything. Everything you tried. Everything. <laughs> and I wanted to be a, an opera singer. And my parents, of course they hated me. <laughs> oh! All the time in my room just singing stupid stuff. And then, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I I like the the rap. So I do lots of how how was the rap class structured? Like what did you do? Kind of choreographies. Uh-huh. Kind of choreographies. Actually, I thought rapping is dancing. Uh-huh. The kind of dance move I made was the rap dance move. <laughs> I see. Yeah. It's super stupid. So uh-huh. I just got it. Yeah. So yeah. So better not look in my. No, we're gonna look. <laughs> silly. Silly yeah, we should talk about our, all our childhood creations. Like, yeah. what time? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's really bad. It's really bad. Maybe I can get really some videos. Like, no, that's some... really good. Actually, we should do it anyway. Oh, yes. I've told you this one. This is taste. You know, okay, do you know the, the happy... Oh, God, I can't. We can do it next time. I mean, it's fine. Let's squeeze it in there. Um, this, uh, you know the happy birthday from Marilyn Monroe? That, like, she, at some point... She's saying this like weird, like sexy happy birthday song to JFK yes. at some point. Yeah. Yes. She's a happy birthday to... And like, I don't know, someone showed this to me. I was very young, maybe seven, six, like young. But like old enough to know better, maybe. Oh God. And so my, my friend, my dad, my dad's a musician and he always used to have like jam sessions at the house or like, when somebody had a party or like a birthday, he would like invite all of his like cool musician friends, which were like, they're all like, jazz musicians with turtlenecks and glasses and things, you know, like, and it was his friend Michael Sorg's birthday, who is a, he's a pianist, or like, yeah, he's American, German, lives here with him, anyway, whatever, it doesn't matter, and they were like, Joseph, you want to sing something, and I was like, yeah, and my dad was like, you can sing happy birthday, and I was like, okay, and I like thought that's like either how you did it or like how adults (laughs) sang it, and so like, and it was like a loud party of like, of like '90s dudes drinking, like all their what? Everybody's all there. My dad's friends, and like suddenly they start singing, and you could hear a pin drop. It was just like, and like everyone turned, and I was like, I must be really good. Like, I must be like singing this really well. I won't give you like a like a beispiel, like an like a because it was Please. just. I know it was exa- imagine like a six-year-old boy in a velvet jumpsuit. <laughs> Singing like really sensual Marilyn Monroe happy birthday. Like it's not with I had like long curly hair in the back also, like a mullet sort of it, it was bad. It was really, and I, I I can conjure up this memory as like but like there was a couple of them. There was also like a Lauren Hill night with like a black beret and like, was it the what the, 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 um, the Fuji's like you know, it was Killing Me Softly. There was a Killing Me Softly time and also like that was just like we kinda went under the wire and like Yeah, God. But yeah. These things. Oh my God! So, but who's whose birthday was? It was my friend's, my dad's friend. And you were like, 
Happy birthday. Yeah. Very, very oh my gosh. <laughs> Imagine how embarrassing, like, your son is like, you're like, he's not queer. No. For me, it would be a big surprise if Isidore, like, uh, Just, how to explain that now? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super it's funny. It's pretty bad. No, I love, actually, if you understand things wrong. Mm. Also, I understood booty call wrong, for instance. I thought it's like the German, we call it Hosentaschenanruf. Oh, yeah. If you just yeah. put, and I was like, oh, cool, the, the English speaking people also have Hosentaschenanruf. And I was yeah. like, hey, was it the booty call? You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> only slightly different. <laughs> yeah. Butt dial. Butt dial between booty, booty tone and butt dial is not, there's not a. Huge I mean, difference. there's a big difference. Not a huge, like, not a huge, <laughs> from, 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 yeah. And then I learned really, it's really, really, not a big difference. Oh no. Oh no. It's Mr. just, just I'm just randomly, randomly calling <laughs> people up for sex. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a booty call. Hello. Happy birthday. <laughs> I'm just like, what? In the middle of my show. Um, cool. Yeah, next time, children's art projects, which that was, that's going to be fun. Wee! Great. I guess, take a. I love you, her. Joseph. I love you, Caroline. Aww. 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 We'll see you soon. Shoulder, chin, shoulder, and pat, double dream hands. <laughs>